Hello everyone and welcome to Jumping Podcast, or how I like to call it, what does it take to become a freelance survivor? Here, it's all about paving your way into the freelance world and helping you make the best career move. I am your host Doina, so let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Jumping Podcast. If you're new around here, click the button subscribe to be notified every time a new episode is up. If you had the chance to listen to the previous episodes, please drop me a message and let me know what you really loved about it. Today, we will talk about my favorite subject, which is money. Because love, no money, no honey. As a freelancer, you must be comfortable in talking about pricing, money, how much you charge, and how much you are willing to negotiate. If you hate negotiating your salary with your boss, now I'm really sorry, but you don't have a way out. A lot of times, freelancers do not value themselves enough and offer their service for cheap, especially when they are starting. Beginners fail to budget properly for their business, they do not consider operational costs and their monthly expenses, and you will meet a lot of freelancers who do not see their service as a business or, most importantly, treat it as one. Listen, I totally understand if you're confused on how to price your service, so let me give you some easy way for you to find out roughly how much you can charge. So once you find your industry, dig into finding out how much other freelancers are usually paid for the same service you are offering. A simple way of doing this is to go on upper.com or any freelance website. You go to the section freelancers, go to advanced settings, and you can select a country from the drop-down list. Write the job title you want to have more information on and you will get an extensive list of freelancers where you can see their hourly pay. Make sure you check their level of experience. I want you to remember that this serves as a guide for you. It doesn't mean you have to set the same pricing. However, it will give you an idea of what's out there so you don't underprice your service. As a freelancer, you are your own accountant. Of course, there are freelancers out there that prefer hiring a prop accountant. However, when you are starting, you must know very well your income and your spending. Income refers to the money you are receiving or earning, and spending refers to the money you are spending for any goods or services. Your spendings can be your cell phone bill, your internet fee, your office supplies, your rent, and so on. Another way of calculating your hourly pay is to add up your desired annual salary, your annual expenses and your annual profit divide all to the annual billable hours, meaning the amount of hours you would work per year. And the number you are getting is your basic rate. Basic rate, it means you should not charge less than that. And for some of you who are finding that formula too difficult to apply, another way to do is access referralrock.com slash your rate. There you can put down the annual income, meaning how much do you want to make per year, the billable hours per week, meaning how many hours per week you would be working, and weeks off per year. How many weeks per year do you want to take as time off? 
click calculate my rate and ta-da! You have your basic rate. Again, what's a basic rate? Basic rate, it means you should not charge less than that. And please note, this calculation does not include the money you are using for your spending, so you will have to deduct that. Now, leaving all this perfection aside, we know a lot of starting freelancers will not follow any method, they will use their gut, they will have a trial, test, arrow type of situation. Hey, I know I did it and I wish someone told me some basic things before I started like to track my time. So track your time. See how long it takes you to finish a specific task, write it down, and be accountable for your time spent on a project. It will be way easier to estimate a finish time for any opportunities you are getting in the future. Also, you can use Clockify. Clockify is a browser extension. You can find them at clockify.me. So Clockify is a simple time tracker and timesheet app that lets you track your work. And the great news is it's free. Secondly, have your middle ground. Know what you're offering, know your value, and know how to justify it to a client. For example, I'm having a discussion with a prospect and he's asking me, well, Doina, why should I hire you for $50 an hour when another recruiter can do the same thing for $35 an hour? So at this stage, I must be able to justify my pricing. And believe me, at one point, every freelancer will go through this. Okay, so once you know what you are ready to offer and for how much, think of a fee structure you'll set in place. And there are different pricing strategies which you can use. One of them is hourly pay, meaning you are paid per hour. So the faster you finish, the less you are paid. And in this case, it's hard to predict the monthly income unless you negotiate an exact number of hours per week. Let's say you are an experienced worker and you finish the task in 15 minutes. You'll not get much money while using this method. So in this case, you can offer a daily billing while you already know how long it will take you to finish the project. I see this method working great for freelancers who offer phone support, chat support, email support. Another one is project-based. This is one of the most common options of billing because it also takes into consideration the value you're offering. This is great when you know exactly how long it will take you to finish the project. It is tailored based on add-ons and milestones. Please note, a client can change his mind. So when you are using a project-based method, you must set in place a specific number of revisions and always ask your client to sign a contract and pay a deposit beforehand. Another pricing strategy is unit-based, meaning you are paid per word. I see this being widely used by translators, proofreaders, content writers. So you can get projects that are small in size, they are time-consuming, you're losing a lot of money. Also, it's easy to negotiate when you have a large amount of work. Commission-based is another strategy, so you take a percentage of profits. The more the company makes, the more you earn. However, there's a risk of having no income on some months, 
or you can be underpaid for the effort you're putting in. This method seems to work great for those who are in affiliate marketing, business developers, lead generation, or for those who are in recruitment. I fully recommend you try all the pricing methods in an incremental way so you can examine what actually works best for you. And remember that one size does not fit all. And now it's time for tips and tricks to give you some direction in freelancing. Make a list of great perks you are offering to your clients that another candidate would not do so. Always know the minimal rate you would be comfortable with and at the end of the day to still allow you to earn money. Also, increase your rate with every project you are working on. When I started, I was increasing my hourly rate between $1 and $3 for new project I was taking on board. People change, the experience enriches, you are offering a higher value and you must be paid accordingly. And hear me out. Be confident about charging more than your peers because there are freelancers out there charging even more just because they believe in what they have to offer. And pay attention when you draft a contract for a project you want to work on. Do not make it like 50 pages long. Draft is short, clear and concise. Set expectations and prevent any misunderstandings. Make sure you're mentioning the accepted payment methods, the due date for deposit and for the final payment. And never, but like never, nunca, nikagda, nichodata, not sure in what other language to repeat this, but never start without a down payment. I recommend you start working once you got your 50% down payment from your client. If you're working on a large project, you can set milestones of 20% each or start the first milestone with 20%, continue to 50% and the rest of 30% at the end of a project. Another tip is to leave room for negotiation with your client. However, keep in mind that you don't have only some bills to pay, you need to make a living and to plan financially for your future. Now that you know what you have to offer and for how much, in the next episode we will talk about where you can get your first client. And remember, freelance work doesn't mean free work. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be grateful if you can leave a review and tell me what you love about it, share it with someone who might find it useful, and don't forget to subscribe so you can stay on track with all the new episodes. Until next time, pave your way into the freelance world!